A good haircut can be a game changer. I mean, everybody wants to look their best for those social media pics, right? So get yourself to Sport Clips at Sport Clips Haircuts. They hair do like no one else hair does. See what they did there? Not only is it the home of champion haircuts, but they've also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. Level up your haircut with the MVP haircut experience. It's a spa day for your follicles. Check this out. You get a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with a perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on the TV. Does it get any better than that? No. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. I know you have heard this before. Work smarter, not harder. Ford has heard it too. That's why the Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. I mean, the pro-access tailgate alone is a game changer. It improves access to the bed and cargo, which makes it easier to load in tight spaces. See? Smarter. It's also got a mobile power source in Pro Power on board, so you can power up to 7.2 kilowatts outside your F-150 truck. That is definitely working smarter. And imagine what you can do with that power at your next tailgate party. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. There is nothing on earth like the Kiss Army. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho, mama. Talk is me. All right, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is the plot of thunder and rock and roll. And quarantine returns to the show for the patented classic album, Clash. I got the whole band, guitar players Joe McGinnis and Charlie Pata, bass player PJ Farley, and the originator of Quarantine, Clint Slusher on the drums. And I'm sure you can guess which band we're talking about, Kiss, of course, but we're doing two albums from the non-makeup years, 1987's Crazy Nights versus 1991's Revenge. We're breaking down both records, artwork, production, recording, songwriting, album covers. We've got tons of great trivia about both stories with the super producers who worked these records uh, Ron Nevison and Bob Ezra, respectively. Memories from seeing the tours. PJ actually even toured with Kiss on the Revenge Tour when he was with Trickster. Some details about how and why Quarantine chose to do a song like No, No, No from Crazy Nights, uh, Heart of Chrome from Revenge, and what we might do next. So, Quarantine is here today, and Quarantine is also on Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at C4 Leaf Clover. You still have time to book your cabins at Chris Jericho Cruise. Com. We set sail February 2nd, and for the first time ever, we're going to our very own private island, Great Stirrup K. Come hang with me in a pretty stacked lineup of talent. AEW's going on the, on the ship, and we just announced Swerve Strickland. Uh, we just announced uh, Jade Cargill, um, Danhausen, Dante Martin. The Jericho Appreciation Society is going to be there. Uh, don't forget all of the amazing bands that are going to be on board um, and like I said, so much stuff going on with the cruise. Wardlow's going to be there. Uh, so book your cabin now at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. And speaking of music and speaking of Fozzie, we want to thank everyone who came out to see us in the UK. Thousands and thousands of tickets sold. We just got home after playing our most successful UK tour yet. We're getting ready to do it in the States in March. 
And don't forget Australia. We're coming to see you November 30th. We start in Brisbane, December 2nd in Melbourne, December 3rd at Sydney, December 4th in Adelaide. VIPs are completely sold out for the first three shows. There are still VIPs available in Adelaide. Go to FozzyRock.com to check that out and to come see Fozzy Live. All right, let's get to it. The Kiss Classic Album Clash. Crazy Nights versus Revenge with Quarantine starts right here, right now. On Talk is Jericho. How y'all feeling tonight, people? We are uh, actually celebrating the uh, very first full quarantine rehearsal. And how do we celebrate? With a Pisco. <laughs> Charlie always brings Pisco, which is a Peruvian uh, alcohol invented in Peru. Uh, so uh, it's good to have you guys here. And I thought, well, since we're all here, and we're going to have to kind of go a little bit quicker than usual because we got Ace Frehley we want to go check out. Um, we're going to do a classic album clash. Uh, and Kent has been involved before, not with a classic album clash, but with a Kiss podcast. I know and PJ's done the classic album clash before. But what it is, uh, we compare and review two albums. Uh, and, of course, we are a non-makeup 80s Kiss tribute band. So we will do two non-makeup Kiss albums, which to me are both uh, great, and they're probably the two best, in my opinion, 1987's Crazy Nights and 1991's Revenge. Um, so, first and foremost, let's talk about 80s Kiss and how you guys got into 80s Kiss, because most people that learn about Kiss is when they had the makeup, and can't believe that you would ever love 80s Kiss better than, than, than 70s Kiss. So, PJ, how did that come about right. for you? So, my thing was... Kiss for me was my whole is my whole existence for why I'm into music. Everything I do, it's because of basically of Kiss. And now I'm gonna be honest. And at some point, I strayed during the '80s. Once you could see Gene was uncomfortable in his own skin. Right. I tapped out. Um, although I loved the music, you know, Asylum and. Uh, animalized and all this and crazy nights I, I couldn't see him struggle like that and I, I was on to things you know I started my career real young so I was hyper focused so I kind of tapped out and I said I'm gonna circle back <laughs> you know and I did around maybe hot in the shade they got me and then revenge for me and here's I mean I know I'm probably jumping the gun here but revenge to me is I think one of the most important Kiss records. Important, um, yeah, because it got him back on the map. And I think it's we're you know we're doing Revenge versus Crazy Nights. Crazy Nights, and I don't know. I mean, I got a lot of strong thoughts. Well, and we're going to get into because a lot of people don't care for the Crazy Nights record because, and I'll take over because it's 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 very pop oriented in a lot of ways, a lot of keyboards, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But for me, Crazy Nights was the first Kiss record that I ever waited to buy at the store. I stumbled onto Kiss. It's a well-documented story. When I saw the uh, uh, video for Heavens on Fire, who the f*** is this guy jumping through the fire? This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. It's Kiss. Doesn't Kiss wear makeup? No, they took their makeup off. What are you talking about? So that's when uh, I kind of got into them. Asylum kind of came out and our friend group didn't really get into it we didn't like the cover of it we thought the cover was stupid so we never really bought it but i remember kiss crazy nights in circus magazine that was the big ad kiss crazy nights and they had the broken mirror cover and i thought this looks really cool so i went to the record store is kiss crazy nights out yet not yet come back to next week there it is and so that's kind of was my i think i bought that and i believe lizzie borden visualize yes. on the same day 
see the Crazy Nights tour? I did see the Crazy Nights tour. I saw the Crazy Nights tour with opening act Anthrax. There you go. So to me, I Crazy Nights is very important to me as well because yes, there's a lot of keyboards and it's a very more of a pop oriented record, but that's what was going on at the time. And Kiss, they weren't following the trends, but they were definitely mirroring the trends of what was going oh, yeah, on. Of course. And that's what you kinda had with that record. So uh, Kent, how about you? Yeah, so uh I you know, Alive Two and all that. So I, I when I was younger, three, four, I would start I I listened to Kiss, but it was an age thing. I, I was old enough to really get get it. You know, I remember watching MTV and they took the makeup off and it was a big reveal and the album cover. And, and at the time, I didn't even, I couldn't tell who was, I thought Eric Carr was Paul Stanley for the long, you know what I mean? But I thought Vinnie Vincent was Ace Yeah, Frail. yeah, you know. And if you look, he's got the same yeah. hair. I just yeah. didn't know, you know, it's like, uh, I had a buddy of mine, so guess who this is? And I was like, uh, that's Paul Stanley. No, it's Eric Carr, you know, that old thing. But then I just think the music, I was old enough to get it more mm. than the than the makeup era stuff i was just it was that era you know the mtv era where the videos coincided with the records a lot and uh to me nostalgic wise and again probably jumping the gun but nostalgia wise the crazy nights record was huge for me nostalgia well like i can picture exactly where i was right now at that moment in time you know so how old were you in 1987 in 87 i was uh, 11 Eleven, okay. I was great. eleven, so, so I remember it was the MTV Reason to Live video, the Turn on the Night. All those videos were huge because they were a lot. They were live, you know. The reason yeah. the Reason to Live video was more of a, of a thing, but they were live. Crazy Nights was live. Well, and you know, also, too, live. what I liked about it was I was such a huge Paul Stanley fan because of seeing him jump through the Ring of Fire, which we did in the Loves the Daily Weapon video. So I loved that era because it was all Paul. Gene was out of the picture. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why Kiss wasn't as good, but the Paul stuff was great. Yeah. So it was all Paul, Paul, Paul. And all those always, videos just featured Paul. I was like, I don't even care about Gene Simmons. Who cares about that guy? I Paul was Paul always Stanley. my favorite. You know, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. it was that voice and that thing and the, 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 His the look. charisma, the whole yeah. thing. And he carried the weight, you know, he through did. that era. And then, you know, we'll get to the we'll other. We'll get to the other. How about you, Joe? Because you're, you're a late, late bloomer Kiss fan, kind of. Kind of, sort of. Uh, so in 87, 88. I vividly remember my brother getting ready to go watch the Crazy Nights tour. And he was in the mirror getting ready. And of course, back in those days, he had the big hair. So he's teasing his hair up. And uh, I said, where are you going? And he was wearing a Kiss shirt. And he said, I'm going to watch Kiss uh, in Glens Falls, New York. And I'm like, what? What is this? What, where, where? How do I get there? I knew nothing about it. You know, so it just kind of blindsided me. So mix in, you know, lots of. Uh, Kiss Exposed, VHS, Wearing Out That Tape, yeah. and Animalized Live Uncensored. Uh, my brothers and I, the three of us, are super, super tight. Um, and the bond has always been Kiss. And that's why, you know, we grew up, you know, watching each other kind of, you know, develop our fandom. And, uh, you know, kind of blossomed there. I was always, that was my era of Kiss, you know, Revenge. I remember hearing the news about Eric Car uh, Eric Carr passing yeah. away. And as a kid, that affected me i wanted to learn more and then when kiss extreme close-up came out you know i got to see even more you know the history they were at the forefront of that time with those videos because they there were. was exposed which was after asylum mm -hmm. then there was extreme close-up which was around revenge and there was another one they yep. did confidential, confidential. Yep. so they, like you said no one was doing them and it was like they had all of this great like behind the scenes behind the oh, scenes they, the, it was really, they, they were really so smart they would mix in the 70s stuff which is great also but you know when you could watch uh, all night you know with all the mtv girls and you know and then you could watch footage from 1973 or 74 at winterland 
you know, it, it just hooks you instantly because there's nothing to you know not want to see. It's just so entertaining. The best thing is, is I was in Las Vegas at Mandalay Bay. When you go to the elevator, there's a big mirror that looks like a key key lock. And I took a picture and sent it to you guys, and all five of you know exactly what it was. Oh, I see right. all my video, yeah. How about you, Charlie? What was your uh, experience with non-makeup kiss? Um, actually, I was probably one or two when Crazy Nights was released. Jeez. <laughs> um, yes. But, but my experience with, with non-makeup kiss was when the movie Detroit Rock City was released. I okay. was like 13 or 14 at that time. And I remember watching the movie and said, man, Kiss is not just a band. That It's almost a lifestyle, right? And in Peru on the radio, they would only play forever like I was made for loving you. Right. So the thing is that I had like like my friends that played guitar, they were more into non-makeup Kiss. And they showed me like Crazy Nights. Not the video, not the album, just the song. And after listening to, to the album, Crazy Nights, I said, whoa, man. Ace really got some guitar lessons or what? <laughs> and they were, no, man, they changed the guitar player. This, that's it. And then I started to, you know, make a, my own research of, you know, the history for saying like that. Right. And um, I got hooked on it because as being a glam rock, hard rock, heavy metal fan, I found it more appealing, like that record in particular, mm. right? With, you know, with... The, the pop melodies with the the keyboards you know and even the the sound the production and everything yeah but uh, as well I also noticed that I don't know um, the demon is not really comfy with his new persona right <laughs> <laughs> he, he, was, he couldn't That's find so his way he had it took it took till revenge which is my favorite gene non makeup yeah. gene by it sort of started showing signs during hot and shade yep, but exactly it's, it's interesting to me yeah. too because I was always like and we'll talk about this more. I was like, Gene's songs in the 80s were terrible. In retrospect, though, the kids' Crazy Nights songs are actually pretty good. And I liked some of the you stuff know. off Asylum, too. I, I think his stuff on Asylum yeah. is great as well. So the reason why I chose uh, uh, Revenge versus um, uh, Crazy Nights is we go track by track, as you guys know. And even though Revenge has 12 songs, technically, one of them is Eric is the uh, Eric Carr Car Jam, solo. Yeah. Uh, Car Jam, yeah. Car and Jam. we have to be mindful to keep nostalgia and... Yeah. You know all that. Yeah, we're just going straight track up music. for track. Yeah. This is a song for song. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's and, and that's the element. So 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 we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> go. So, so crazy night, September twenty first, nineteen eighty seven. Well, another thing, a reason why this album really appeals to me is that was my uh, senior year in high school. So oh, it, you start like we in Winnipeg. We started like in September sixth or seventh. So this was like the very first few weeks of high school. So this whole year, I lived with crazy nights. Um, so that always has a little bit of an element for you. And of course, produced by Ron Nevison who was a very famous producer. Yeah. Right. Uh, he had just come off a huge success with Heart, and Kiss actually waited two years to uh, get Ron Nevison because he wasn't available. Because if, if you remember, Kiss was always doing album tour, album tour, album tour from 80 all the way through. It was it, Elder was and... Brigade eight. record then for it was the one. It was Brigade, but the one before, What About Love and all those and, ones. Uh, that was... Uh, animals, Nev something about animals? Bad animals. Anyway, bad animals. animals. Yeah. I think it was the heart okay, self-titled. I digress, yeah. but I'm just was curious. Never... About, yeah, uh, huge hits. Those, yeah, What yeah. About Love, uh, gotcha. you know, Alone. Gotcha. So, because uh, if you look, Kiss, every year of the 80s up until then, put a record, Unmasked, Elder, Creatures, Lick Very It Up, true. Animalize, Asylum. Nothing in 86. They had to wait for Ron Nevison. So that's never, the reason never why. Never thought about that. Yeah. Um, a lot of trivia here, Kent. You can hear a lot of trivia. All right. There are some seriously talented luchadors in AEW, and not all of them speak English, which can make putting together matches a little challenging sometimes. That's why I signed up for Rosetta Stone. 
I'm learning Spanish, amigos, eh, amigas. See, already learning. Haha, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You don't even have to learn Spanish, though, because Rosetta Stone has 25 languages, including French, German, Korean, Arabic, and Polish, and Japanese. That's what I'm going to do next. I spent a lot of time in Japan, and I still work with a lot of Japanese wrestlers at AEW, like Takeshita. So having a better handle on the language will definitely show in the ring. Communication is key. And learning Spanish on Rosetta Stone has been so fun and easy. They've got this true accent feature that gives you feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. Sort of like having a personal trainer for your accent. I'm using the app, but you can also do the lessons on desktop or laptop. I also like that I can download the lessons and do them offline, which is perfect for a plane. I can sit there on a flight and work on my Espanol. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Talk is Jericho listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Jericho. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Jericho today. That's rosettastone.com slash Jericho. Do it today. We wanna do a little number for you now. Now, Revenge is another very famous producer and very famous in the history, of course, Bob Ezrin. This record came out May 19th, 1992. So it's only about four and a half years later, but it seems like it was 20 years later. It's Think about amazing. That, right? That's a pretty, that's good perspective right there. Yeah. September of 87 to May of 92. And it's like a completely different band. So. <laughs> Complete about face. So let's. Uh, we always discuss the covers first and foremost before we get into the track by track. So of course, Crazy Nights is the smashed mirror cover, and Revenge is just kind of the very classic. I don't know if it's a, a, a metal door or something with Kiss with Revenge written on it in blood. Which uh, which cover do you like better, PJ? Any comments about that? Um, well, it's apples and oranges. I mean, I love the classic just Kiss logo and blood. Um, but you know the crazy nights is a, is a cool concept and it's a it's a good visual. But I don't know. I'm more of a classic, uh, understated guy. I'm gonna go with the revenge cover. I also believe that revenge was the first cover ever to not have Kiss's faces on it. If you think uh, through, sign of the times. Or yeah, oh, oh, elder, 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 elder. elder. Kiss was on the flip side, or if you turn if you turn around, weren't they on uh, lined up? Yeah, on they the were line? the back. Yeah, yeah, very true. Yeah, Sean, talk about the which is funny because I I I, like I, I remember going to the local record store, and if you bought Kiss cassette of uh, Revenge, they gave you a poster, and the poster was the one with the black leather and, and jeans, got the ponytail, the trench yeah. coat, and I was like, yeah. I put that up. What was like twenty one years old? Put that up on the wall. Uh, not that there were any girls over there because I didn't want to disrespect the parents of the house I was living at. But I was like, <laughs> look at the freaking grown man. Uh, putting up a kiss poster on his wall, but it looks so f- cool. I couldn't help it, dude. I, I am. Hey, if you can hear that story a lot here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude. If we're if we're going cover for cover, I, man, um, I like the understated badassness of the revenge. Mm-hmm. It's to me, even that cover makes great a call. Sta- makes a statement. Yeah, it's a like, great call. It's like yeah. it's it's not colorful. It's not yeah. It's not blue and yellow and pink and purple. It's like. We're going back to the basics. It's we're metal. Rip, we're going to rip your face What off. is it? It's metal and it's blood metal. Exactly. and the KISS logo. That's it's all kinda, you see. It kind of makes a statement before you even hear a song. That's a good point. So, what do you think, Joe? This is a tough one for sure. And um, I think that being said, I'm going to have to lean towards the creativeness of the Crazy Nights cover. Only because our, I actually listened to a um, 
I, don't know, I think it was Dennis Wallach who did a lot of their cover art and some of the stuff that they had to go through to get these covers exact, like Creatures of the Night, some of those album covers, they look great. But sometimes you think about what goes into that. And right. It's a lot more intricate than you would think. A lot of, uh, you know, trick photography, a lot of editing. Um, but it just comes together so cohesively and it just looks great. I remember the tour book as a kid. My brother brought it home from that so concert. Great. And I'm just like, that's so great. You know, yeah. like, so that I'd have to go with uh, Crazy Nights. Does anybody remember what it said on the back of that tour T-shirt? Well, there was there was. Too. <laughs> Do you so remember what it discuss? I Because I have them both. This is the best thing ever. I'm glad you brought this up, Kent. So they were selling Kiss merch, and then they had a Paul Stanley shirt yep. and a Gene Simmons shirt. And on the shirt were cartoons. And both was a cartoon Paul Stanley surrounded by cartoon chicks. And the gene was a cartoon gene surrounded by cartoon chicks. Now, what did it say on the back of the shirt? Well, the one, see, you're, that's a different one. I know which one oh, you're okay, talking which about. Which one you got? The one that I have still, it's got the Chikara on the front of it and the band. And on the back of it, it says, I went crazy with Kiss. Oh, nice. And Red, do you remember that? Does anybody remember that thing? I don't Yeah, it says, I mean, real big letters, I went crazy with Kiss. I don't know why I just thought of that when you were talking about the record, but. Who sold more shirts? Well, that was, that's what I was saying. I was, you know at the end of every night, oh, yeah. they were probably going, who sold more? I would, I would say at the time, Paul probably sold more. And Paul, on the back of Paul's shirt, said, life is like sex. The more you put into it, the more you get out of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what jeans was. Some of you know, money and sex or something like this. You know, typical jean fair or whatever, right? But see, I also heard that the Crazy Nights cover, like we're talking about, the, it actually was broken glass that was shattered. And they... I guess Photoshop wasn't the thing. Right. And Paul, when he got the, it was his idea for the design. But when he got the design back, he he, he wanted the guy to make his face bigger, <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing. It's great. So you're going with the Crazy Nights cover? Yeah, I'd have to. What do you think, Charlie? Down. Um, I don't know if it if that's because we both play guitar. But actually, I like that cover too. Not that I don't like the cover on Revenge. But I think that both have this like strong statement, like you know, like the crazy nights is like here we are. These are these are our faces. We're not wearing we're in the makeup anymore, right? And you want like a little bit like darker, and you know, sending that message. But I, I think because of the time of that of that album and having you know when I was collecting those like in that moment uh, like CDs, right? Mm -hmm. I think that it was more like according to to what I was listening to that time and that cover was making so much sense because it was all about, you know, looking good and looking foxy. So, foxy. Right? <laughs> so I'll, I'll keep that one. And we, that and, we, one. and we have to be remiss. <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. No, no. Oh, no, I was no, just yeah, saying, I'd have to be remiss if, if I didn't uh, mention uh, the Kiss Crazy Nights. We're talking about how cool they looked on Revenge. Kiss Crazy Nights. Paul Stanley's picture is the best ever it's <laughs> well, no it was it was just the jeans with the safety pins on it and the g-string that's yep. the g-string is pulled up yep. like above the hip it's so <laughs> obnoxious my sister loved that i girl. loved it yeah i bought a shirt with that on it i wore it to see kiss when with you that time in Tampa. Yep. i, I like, remember where'd you get that that's terrible <laughs> but uh so i gotta go with uh i, I do love what, what pj said the, the statement of revenge but I do love Kiss Crazy Nights. I just always loved Kiss Crazy Nights as a as a whole um, uh, you open the door for me? as as a whole concept. And as if you look at the record, as you turn it over, it says Kiss Crazy Nights. No matter which it way you turn cool. the record, you see it uh, uh, coming up there.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Just in case somebody gets offended easy, this story's got to do with sex. All right, so we get into the track by track here. Now, once again, this is where the proof is in the pudding. Gosh, it's, it's kind of tough. It's Crazy Crazy Nights, uh, written by Paul Stanley and Adam Mitchell, which was the first single from that record, versus Unholy, which uh, is Gene Simmons and the returning Vinnie Vincent, who is here in this hotel somewhere, or probably not. I think he lives in Nashville. Is he? he lives here, yeah, somewhere. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, that, so that's an Unholy versus crazy crazy nights charlie why don't you start off which one do you think is better i think i will go with, with crazy nights i know you know it's it's fun because in a way i say it, i like you know more aggressive music or whatever but you know i gotta be honest to myself and i really like that song like crazy nights is a song that represents like a lot of my close friends in peru we like that song like i have this friend who has this really cool like restaurant and he has the playlist, you know, Crazy Nights is there. Like every every time I go, Crazy Nights sounds. And it's like, you know, even if they put that song a lot, like just too much in the restaurant, it's like, I don't know. It, 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 it's <laughs> like, the it, best thing it, in the world. Look, it's like, it, it, is that it, the it, restaurant that plays Crazy Nights all the time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, go it's, there. It, it's yeah, so weird. Can, can you get <laughs> us a table? It sucks, but the music's yeah. great. Yeah. We'll, we'll go there one. <laughs> we'll go there or there, but you know, it's like a bonding thing with, with sure. friends. Crazy Nights is a bonding thing. <laughs> I think, uh, so Crazy Nights, I remember when I first heard it, it starts off with just the, woo! <laughs> and I was like, like, oh, that's an interesting way to start it. Um, but I have to tell you this though. So I, once again, as a Paul Stanley fanatic and not even just, I would read the back of the album, see the Paul Stanley written songs and automatically say that those are my favorites without even hearing them. Like poor, I was not giving Gene anything. So I go, uh, 1992 may and much music was our version of MTV and we had the power hour. And I remember it was one of the greatest episodes ever. Cause they said, coming up this week on the power, hour, new iron maiden and new kiss. And I was like, possibly my two all-time favorite bands. Definitely in the top five. And I was like, this is great. And so it starts off, it was Iron Maiden, Be Quick or Be Dead, which at the time I was like, this is a pretty killer tune. I'm into this, I love it. Then Kiss is coming up. Now, the first thing I see is that Gene starts singing It's Unholy. And I'm like, this sucks. Because it's Gene. How, <laughs> how dare they put out a Gene song first? And then it was like, oh my gosh, this is the best kiss song in 10 years and even paul's wearing a shirt that says on it and he, he does the thing that i stood to this day of the cross doing the it's judas great. video the cross of unholy mm -hmm. like you guys said gene is back he's the demon the riff is great this new drummer looks cool the video was weird with like the children of the damned and i was like this is the like the best kiss song i've heard in 10 years gene is back i'm all in on this so even though i love crazy nights i gotta give it to unholy good i'll take the ball from you there and i'll say that first and foremost Unholy wins without question because A, Crazy Nights is probably my least favorite wow. Kiss song. Really? 
from that era uh, to begin with. But not only that, take that part out of the equation, the role of the two songs. Unholy was so much more important to Kiss than Crazy Nights was to Kiss back then. Because Unholy rallied all Kiss fans that were kind of, you know, fading and at a time where, man, they were, that was tough. It, they were in a fight they couldn't win at that point. When that came out, right. they needed a big hit. Not hit like a, you know, like a radio hit, but they needed something to get all their fans. Even if they weren't getting new ones, they needed their fans to step up. And Unholy did just that. They looked great. The song was amazing. It was just perfect. And it was so much more important to their career. Even though, uh, you know, look, relatively speaking, Revenge wasn't a huge record. They Nobody from that era had a huge record then. That was grunge. It was huge but to Kiss fans, it though. It kept yeah. them in the mix and bubbling as, as a, you know, contender. Now, Crazy Nights was just another big song from Kiss back then. They would have had it with uh, Tears of Fallen yeah. anyway. So Crazy Nights didn't do for them what Unholy did for them. So yeah, Unholy is right. much more important of a song. Kent? I uh, I love the party vibe of, of Crazy Nights. It's a great live song. But uh, Headbangers Ball, I stayed up all day, <laughs> stayed up late. Ricky Rackman, they debuted the video and it blew my mind. Yeah. Like musically, I went, what is this? I feel like I should go to church after watching For, uh, for really, which yeah. one? Which song? Like, uh, for Unholy, man. For Unholy, unholy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. unholy. I am the incubus. I, I lay the, the egg in you. I'm the worm that burns The eyes rolling back in the head. I mean, I was like, you couldn't have been more it was, demon it was, Gene Simmons. It was dark, black, and white. And like the, like you said, Chris, just the... Gr- dun, dun. I mean, like, yeah. they were out for... They were going for the throat. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like... we're And they hit it. They hit it right on the head. to all the naysayers who thought we were this here's what we can do too and like so long story short unholy it, it's period. funny when uh, i talked Done. to paul about uh about this record about revenge we did a podcast solely about revenge which was great um we did one about kiss alive one about revenge if you guys want to go back and listen to them and i asked him like did you agree with the fact that after 10 years because the last gene simmons video single was i love it loud did you agree with the choice of making that the first thing he goes not necessarily <laughs> he goes. I, I I thought there was better songs on it. Oh, first, <laughs> shocker! <laughs> so so go ahead, Joe. Uh, so I, this is a tough one, and what PJ said totally makes sense. But I'm a guy that needs to be lifted up, like spiritually. Like need to be. Gotcha. The mood needs to be brought up for me. And right. when you start a song out with someone, you know, doing that, woo, <laughs> that that <laughs> scream, <laughs> and the song is. <laughs> The song just slaps you in the face, and you're like, "No oh, shit, I want to get up and dance." Yeah, it's a great chorus too. It's a it very is, great and chorus. you know, it is a little bit played out, but uh, you know, I'm trying to leave nostalgia out of it. You know, right? Because that's, I remember, that's, yeah, the rule. that's the rule. So I am going to do that. Musically, "Unholy" is the better song, you know, for you. But and the story, though. Yeah, that's yeah. It. No, I, that's the winner. No, no, no. no but I'm going to go with "Crazy Nights." All right. Okay. All right. So then uh, uh, one of the gems, I'll fight hell to hold you, uh, Paul Stanley, Adam Mitchell and Bruce Kulick. This is where Bruce starts getting some writing credits because he's, uh, you know, he's, he's got a, he's ensconced in the band now versus take it off. Paul Stanley, Bob Ezrin and Kane Roberts. 
I always love these random people that show up with Kiss Up. Brian Adams, There's a guy That's from the Machine uh, Guy, Machine Gun, the, the guy, uh, guitar guy. Yeah, right? the guy from uh, what's the Kane Roberts came over to fix the kitchen sink and got a songwriting credit because he was in the room. There's a guy here from I think Steel Rage or Still Rage is another Gene band that he did yeah. Silent Rage. Silent, Silent Rage, yeah, that's Silent it. Tommy Rage. Thayer's on here, but uh, I'll take this one. Take it off versus. I'll fight. Hell. I think I'll fight hell to hold you is a underrated Kiss classic. Uh, I will put it up for the next quarantine song. Although we'll probably do we'll do a Gene song next or whatever it is. Not saying it's going to get chosen. To me, that that is one. And it is. Here's the one thing about the Crazy Nights record. Paul's vocals. This could be when he was at his peak. They were so high, so high. And I even asked him just a couple of weeks ago. I was just on the bus and. We were just talking. I said, what's the highest? And he said, I think I'll, I'll Fight Hell to Hold You is the highest one. So I love I'll Fight Hell to Hold You. And that's the one that I'm choosing. But I will say this. I think Take It Off is the perfect song to follow Unholy. Because just when you think yes. Kiss is too heavy and they've, they've gone completely the other way, here comes Paul to sing about strippers. Yet, yet, yet <laughs> another, another brilliant factor of classic Paul. Revenge. Wave, what does he say? Throw your titties in the air, wave your ass and shake no, your no, hair. No, uh-huh. the, uh, throw your pants in the air, lick your lips and shake your hair. Kind of wash some matches, shake into the boys. It's just, it's just amazing. And it's so pompous. It's, a beautiful, it's so ridiculous. It's a beautiful love song, beautiful but it is, it is a great, great yeah. kiss tune, especially for 92. Yep. This would have fit in better, like maybe in 78 or 85, but 92 when they're dealing with Pantera, and they follow on Holy with uh, Take It Off. Hold You is a nine and a half, and uh, Take It Off is, is a nine. What do you think, Kent? I'm, man, solely alone on the vocal, alone. I'm, I'm going with uh, Hell to Hold You okay. just because it, blo- it still blows my mind, the fact that he could sing that the way he did. And uh, I just it's a cool song, man. Great the, riff, too. The chorus is huge. The solo's badass. Bruce's solo in that is incredible and has a lot of Mar, so... Yeah, I, to hold you. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna agree wholeheartedly. I mean, it's a tough one because man, take it off is such a great follow up. It's such a strong song, and like Chris said, to follow it up after Unholy, it's like, yes, that's exactly what we wanted to hear. But fight hell to hold you is just it is it's, it's an outstanding vocal performance. It's a great hook, mm-hmm. and so I got to give the nod to. To that, it, to hold you, yeah, to hold oh, you. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Yep. Tough we, call, but yeah. it's a tough call. That's I'll the same. Yeah. Listen, we both these albums are great records, so <laughs> they were just yin and yang here. What do you think, Joe? Uh, I love the haunting like melody of "I'll Fight Hell to Hold You." Mm-hmm. It is just so, yeah. Uh, you know, it just makes you feel, it, man. It's, it's such in, a longing. It's, in the feels. it's you know, such yeah. a longing in his voice. But you know yeah. what? This is like I said. This is my last year of high school, and I'm just maybe there's some chick that dumped me or something or everything like. When friends turn into strangers, does anybody care? Right. That line oh, still man. resonates to me. When friends turn into strangers, does anybody care? Yeah. Like, Who gives a shit? Yeah, Paul, you're right. Does anybody <laughs> care? Yeah, so I'm going to go uh, hands down with I'll Fight Hell to Hold You. Right. And, and just one quick side note there. The the solo in it, once again, oh. you got to give props to Bruce yeah. for the yeah. writing and the soloing. Just uh, some of his best work, in my opinion. I'll, I'll say that both these records are Bruce's work is just incredible. Like, I think that's why he's so loved by the fans and by guys like us because Bruce never made a mistake. Like everything he ever did was great. Mm-hmm. Never phoned anything in. All of his solos were so well constructed, so well played. The tone was great all the way up until and the it end. was unique. Unique. You know, yeah. It wasn't a 
carbon copy of Ace. Or no, Eddie. it wasn't. It was like I'm Bruce or Kulik. Eddie Van Halen That's or right, George yeah. Lynch. Yep. He had his own style. That's right. Go ahead, Charlie. It's like a tough choice because I used to I used to have both CDs, but uh, I gotta be honest that um, the Revenge CD was not original. Um, There's a lot of pirated copies in South South America, right? Yeah, yeah. it's it's like a thing there. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's fair. You don't sell a lot of records because most things are pirated. I used to go to. Uh, a record store in Mexico City uh-huh. where all of the covers you could tell were photocopied. <laughs> but they were selling them as actual records. So none of them were actual licensed records. They were all ripoffs that they'd put in plastic and sell you for, you know, 200 pesos or whatever it was. Yeah, like it, totally off topic. It's like they give you the cover and then when you open the booklet, it would be all the albums had the Use Your Illusion booklet. Like, <laughs> all the albums. It, it, didn't matter. it didn't matter which album it was. It's great. <laughs> What'd you pick? That was an incredible uh, story. I, I, I will go with A Fight Hell to Hold You yeah. uh, because there's something that Chris said here that is like key there is that Paul Stanley's vocals at the time were in this inches peak. And those like, how do you say it? Like the, the bootlegs. Those bootleg videos of their shows, like he was doing like the, the high-pitched screams yeah. and everything during the era. So I would go f- with that one. And besides, I think that what you said about Bruce, that he's not like Ace, he's not like Eddie Van Halen, he's just Bruce. Like he deserves a lot of credit, not yeah, not just absolutely. for the song, but for that era. It's like, you know, bringing the whole you know, vibe, stadium vibe that they probably needed at the time. They picked the right guy after Vinnie Vincent, Mark St. John. They picked the right guy. Agreed. All right, so I'm like 10 and 0 when it comes to snagging the last delicious Factor meal in my house before the new weekly delivery arrives. We all love Factor's ready-to-eat meals here in the Jericho household. They're fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted and dietitian approved and best of all, they're ready to eat in just two minutes. Eating better has never been easier or more delicious. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. So before I jumped on the plane to get the Dynamite this week to wrestle Atlantis Jr., I had grilled steakhouse filet mignon with Parmesan cream, spinach, and broccolini. Two minutes to heat it up, ate it right out of the factory container, and then tossed it in the garbage. Fast, easy, and delicious. No prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. You can fuel up with Factor's restaurant-quality meals, too. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime, and Factor is less expensive than takeout. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash TIJ50 and use code TIJ50 to get 50% off. That's code TIJ50 at factormeals.com slash TIJ50 to get 50% off. All right, we move on to Bang Bang You, which is Paul Stanley and, and, and Talk is Jericho alumni, Desmond Child. Uh, we love Desmond here. I'm not sure if we love him as much on that song. And Tough Love, Paul Stanley, Bruce Kulick once again, and Bob Ezrin. This is an interesting one. I'd, I'd say out of both of these records, uh, these two songs are kind of ones that are a little bit kind of not uh, my favorite. They are ab- absolutely equal, like, Sixes or sevens, yeah, and in the, yeah. in, the in the in the in that spot too. That's why these these records are so identical. Similar, yes. It's unbelievable. Yeah. The the if you're gonna call them clunkers, they're in the same spots. Yeah. Wow. 
It's unbelievable. It's amazing as we I've done probably a dozen of these classic album clashes, just how similar the albums mirror themselves. Right. The guys it's had crazy. a mind of like, yeah. but go ahead. No, but it's crazy. And but in, I mean, again, I think I'm going to go with Tough Love because I think the riff is cool. I think it, it's a, it's a little bit of a hokey chorus. But I mean, doesn't get hokier than I'm going to bang bang you, <laughs> and I think and the plus bang bang you, it's a little too similar to Crazy Nights. Oh, is it? It's a, it's. Well, how about this? Have you ever said same Tough thing. Love is almost the exact same riff as Heart of Chrome? Yes, of course it is. Yeah. And and <laughs> and, and is that oh. yet another another coincidence? So yeah, exactly. But I'm still going to take it because I like the riff on Tough Love better. Tough Love, can't. 100% tough love just based on the bridge alone yeah totally totally so it's just got so much cooler it just bang bang used to hokey yeah <laughs> like, even when I was a kid even like, back then it was like yeah. or whatever yeah I was like the only thing I did I like so. is that he referenced love gun that was the only cool <laughs> yeah. part I was like yeah he said love gun he said love gun yes yeah. so yeah uh, I, I love Paul but uh, that's not some of his stronger words I'm going with tough love on that one for sure love you Paul <laughs> and just to make things quicker, I'm not going to dispute any of this because I agree whole, whole, wholeheartedly. <laughs> Tough love. Move on to Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> really, Just because, you know, every time that they would put that CD on the CD player, it would start sounding like bang, bang you. And people would say, oh, please skip it. Like, you know, <laughs> the forward this must be deleted. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we all agree. Tough love? One, yeah. Well, I'm going to be the Joker in this one. I'm going with bang, Ooh. bang you. Uh, only because Tough Love never grabbed me. I didn't think the riff was all that great. I th it kind of brought me down after the opening two songs of like the best of Gene and the best of Paul. I love Bang Bang You only because Read My Body exists. If Read My Body had come out, <laughs> I would think, okay. Sadly. Yeah, the chorus, listen, for 1987, the chorus is super catchy. But I love, there's a really, it's this is really geeky kiss. But there's a part right before the solo. Uh, that has the rhythm. He's like, yeah, down, down, down. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I that part there to me, there is good part. I mean, of course, there's good part. Take the lyrics out. Did you talk about the guy that wrote "Love Gun"? I mean, come on, man. You know. But so on the whole, I I'm going with "Bang Bang You" only because I'm a sucker for Desmond Child, Paul Stanley songs. And that that little riff there always grabbed me, and and, and, and I right. just wondered, good, why they picked that song to play live for the Crazy Nights tour instead of Good Girl Gone Bad or, or any other song. I saw them play it, and that that's that set the Crazy Nights set was only like thirteen songs. It was very short. Right. This, the, I remember the gig was like it was so short, and that was one of the tunes that they played. And Crazy Nights and Reason to Live. That's it. Those are the three they chose. Yeah. Oh no! They played no, no, no. Also, not no, no, not the one yeah, I saw. Really? They didn't. No, they played it only a couple times. Oh, okay, okay. As Paul Stanley said, as we talk about no, 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 written by Gene Simmons, Bruce Kulick, and Eric Carr, when uh, we sent him. Oh, what did he say? Bad Van. Sorry, Halen. Bad Van. Sorry, Halen. Bad Van Halen. Was that, that the puke emoji? That baby, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's two Gene songs. No, no, no. Uh, versus Spit, which is Gene Simmons, Scott Van Zen, and Paul Stanley has a credit on this. Uh, I'll take this one. Um, so quarantine was uh, created when Kent Slusher uh, sent me a drum part and said, guess what this is, which is like saying, you know, guess what song this is. Happy birthday to you. Of course, I know what song it is. And that's how it started. What are you doing? I'm doing this. With my friend Joe need a singer. Sure. 
What are you doing it for? Just for fun? No. <laughs> we don't do things. For we fun. don't do things for fun. <laughs> Let's put it out on the radio. And we got a top 25 Billboard single for it. Um, I never rated this song. If you would have said to me prior, hey, Chris, we're going to do a Kiss song from Crazy Nights. We're thinking of no, no, no. We want your input. I would have said, dude, I don't know if you want to do that. Can we do a Paul song? But I did it because this was your guys' thing. And I was like, well, let me try. When I got into this song, holy shit, is it crazy. Like Gene's work on this is so good. And I never rated it until we started playing it. And then this this off time and this is weird proggy stuff. And there's there's a line that's the same, but he switched two words. And anyways, I think uh, uh, no, no, no versus spit. Spit is cool, too. It's kind of dirty, Gene. But had you asked me this three years ago, I would have went with uh, spit. Ask me now. I got to go with no, no, no. Kent, what do you think? Man, that's this is a tough one for this me. Is. This is a tough one. Man, man, this is the toughest one for me so far. But I'm gonna go. It's only gonna get harder. I'm gonna go with spit, and uh, uh, the only reason I'm going with that is because it's a gritty gene. Like it's just everything that you love about Gene <clears> is in that one song. Like you just did. It's just. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, man. It's just, it's different. Then, and then you got Paul coming in. I need big head, sweet love. I just thought that was bigger the bush and better the cushion. Most definitely. I need a whole lot of stuff. You know, it's different than anything they'd done before, really, in my opinion. So I'm going with spit. That's a tough one. Can I throw a little, the little spinal tap? The bigger the cushion, the better the pushing. Most definitely. Which is another text I sent you guys. Most definitely, and everyone gets it right away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, spit. What do you think, Charlie? I think that, of course, I'm. Go- you guys probably know I'm gonna. I'm gonna say no, no, no. Mainly because not only because of Gene, because I actually am a big, big Gene fan. I've had the chance actually to meet him personally, which was really fun. The first time I ever put a, you know, gone into the states. The first thing that happened was meeting Gene Simmons. Oh, that's at great. Whiskey Go Go. Did he, he call was- you a powerful and attractive man? He did not say that, which actually hurt my feelings that he didn't. But um, but he was really nice. He was like, "Hey, Charlie, are you happy here in America? How is everybody treating you?" He was really such a great guy. But the thing is that I think that is probably that song where actually Bruce had more time to express, you know, all the things that he could do. Great point, right? Like he he had more than four bars or two bars to yeah. do, you know, yeah. a lead guitar. And besides, he starts, you know, with the whole thing for himself. Like it's alone. He only gets stopped by that by Eric Carr, right? So yeah, I go with no, no, no. Not only because I'm in the band quarantine, but because <laughs> yeah, Bruce, you know, and I love Gene. But Charlie's it's, you know, my favorite person. Bruce. That was like Bruce moment, a Bruce moment that he deserved. Well, it's funny because when we first put out, don't know, no. Uh, I had some people saying, like, is this is this David Lee Roth? Eat him and smile. Like, what is this? People don't realize that this uh, savage, muso, crazy song is in the middle. Joe, what do you think? This is tough. <laughs> um, I want to say spit, but now, no, no, no means so much more to me after, yes. you know, meeting my musical Kiss brothers here and extended family, which, uh, you know, super thankful for being part of this, first of all. And uh, this song has just grown on me even more. But now I think of our version, you know, every time yeah. I think of the song. <laughs> so it's associated with that. So I'm going to go with no, no, no on this. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'll be honest. If it wasn't for us 
doing it and me really having to rediscover the song because i mean it's it's one of those you know hidden gems really i would have said oh spit easily spit just just a killer killer gene song i mean it's just perfect but that being said when i told kiss fans diehard kiss fans that we were going to cover no 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 they were like oh man why are you going to do that song that's what i right? said you know and it's like <laughs> it's okay um but once we released it they're like holy yeah. shit and that's kind of how i feel now about it i i think it's just a little bit more interesting and a little bit more unique spit is a great song it's yeah it is stock but gene's delivery does takes it out of that stock but it is kind of stock but it's awesome and but i'm gonna have to go with no 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 i've never been a fan of rhyming a word with a word but the opening line of i'm down and out but don't count me out that's pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like it. i yeah. just want to add that you know i'm very thankful that you're playing that song because that <laughs> intro is you know when i had to play that by myself yeah man i was like oh man i'll have to play no no Whoa, no no and, and before we, we move on i just want to explain this to people that don't know these are two like muso guitar players that can sweep with the best you could probably play far beyond the sun by Yngwie malmsteen backwards and forwards <laughs> but you're having problems with some of the weird technical stuff that's going on in these kiss records we talk about it today when we rehearse They're doing stuff that is completely ridiculous, whether they did it on purpose or not. It doesn't matter. It's great stuff. If you don't know 80s Kiss, go check it out now. You know who's living large at my house? My three cats, Mr. Mittens, Indy, and Snickers. And you know why? Because we switched them to Pretty Litter. Okay, so it's really me and my wife and my daughters who are living large, thanks to Pretty Litter. Because Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly, so no more bad cat smells in the bathroom Pretty Litter crystals last up to a month, so less cat litter box cleaning for all of us and less fighting about whose turn it is to clean the litter box. I got to deal with this fight every single week between my daughters. This makes it so much easier. Pretty Litter also ships right to our front door, so no more last-minute mad scramble runs to the store because we're out of kitty litter. And Pretty Litter has another cool feature that makes life just a little easier. It helps us keep tabs on our cat's health. It changes colors so you can monitor early signs of potential illnesses, like urinary tract infections and kidney issues. It's easily the best thing we've done for ourselves and our cats in a very long time. Like I said, Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. Those are two big wins in my house, meow. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. So go to prettylitter.com slash Jericho and use code Jericho to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash Jericho code Jericho to save 20% terms and conditions apply see site for details God gave rock and roll to you alright next track Hell or High Water Simmons and Kulik there's Big Bruce again with his third uh, writing credit on the album this is interesting to me Hell or High Water versus God gave rock and roll to you too <laughs> Russ Ballard Paul Stanley Gene Simmons Bob Ezrin so I'll start. So God gave rock and roll to you was in Bill and Ted's bogus journey, which came out in the summer of 91. I feel like Lars, it was the summer of 91 that the album came out. I saw it. It's very, it's very, very good. Very cool. So uh, I remember like the reason the movie wasn't great, but I always loved it because if you watch it back, the world is saved because of this song. So kiss saves the world by they, they released this right. Actually, it's supposed to be Bill and Ted, but it's kiss, whatever. So anyways, so this song was uh, 
Russ Ballard was a guy that was a man called Arjun. Hold your head up. Yeah. They had a song called God Gave Rock and Roll to You. If you go listen to it, uh, there's elements of the original in the Kiss cover, but mostly they've rewritten it, but they still have to give the major song credit to Russ because it's his tune. That's why it's called God Gave Rock and Roll to You 2, which I never realized before. Wow. Um, High Water, it's a cool song. It's pretty stock. God Gave Rock and Roll to You 2, I think, put Kiss kind of back on the map because Bill and Ted were huge at that time frame. So just having them involved in that soundtrack was huge. It kind of was the bridge to revenge and was also the reunion with Bob Ezrin, who produced the track on the album. Go ahead, buddy. Go ahead, yeah. <laughs> 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 He's like eating. <laughs> He's got a pepperoni. Oh, yeah, my choke and die during my explanation. It's pizza Farley. <laughs> <laughs> Pete say for All right, so I'm gonna go with. I'm How do you guys do podcasts? <laughs> I'm a, I love it. Great I'm call. Talks. Looks like you're talking about. All right, I'm gonna go with. Um, again, I'm, I'm trying to leave nostalgia out of it, but I'm, I'm going with uh, "God Gave Rock and Roll to You" because the song's cool. It's another anthemic uh, Kiss tune, obviously a remake, but uh, it's great live. I saw it on the Revenge mm-hmm. tour, you know, and it just goes over well live. And plus. It was Eric Carr in the video. That was his last, you know. His last vocal performance, too. He sings on the bridge. You know, again, try not to go nostalgic-wise, but that that song meant a lot to me because I was such a huge Eric Carr fan as well. And then that was kind of it, you know. So, And then they did it live, and I got the chill bumps and the whole thing. And, you know, it just means a lot to me. So, you know, and I love Hill of Hard Water. I love the melody. Uh, But I'm going with God Gave Rock and Roll to You, too. I'll agree with you there because, and here's why. Because Hella High Water is great. I love that chorus. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's a cool song. It really is. And to be honest, God Gave Rock and Roll to You was never one of my favorite songs. There's a couple parts in it that I'm like, eh. But it had stood the test of time. It's a staple in their yeah. set. And it's bigger than my opinion, honestly. Yeah. And I'm going to have to give the nod to that. It just it, it is the better bonus song. points for the fact that it's Gene and Paul singing together, yeah. which yeah. Revenge yeah. brought that back with Spit mm-hmm. and with God gave rock and roll yeah. to you. That's that was one of the foundations of early Kiss was the, was the trading off and they hadn't yep. done that for so long. So it's got all the elements. I like that elements. Exactly. Charlie, um, I gotta go with God gave rock and roll to you. I don't know if we gotta keep nostalgia out of here, right? But I gotta say that it gets me so emotional. That song like represents like. You know, me and my friends, you know, I, every time I, I listen to that song, it's like I remember like friendship, which is nostalgia. Mm. That's not a being objective. But <laughs> on the other hand, it's like, you know, it's that song that every time something good happens about, uh, you know, what my friends back in Peru, they're really happy that, that I'm here or all, all the things that I do career wise. And every time something cool, cool happens. Like they always sing, God gave rock and roll So I, I gotta go with it. Besides, I like Hell or High Water, but I think that it's that kind of song that is like a bar song, like a party yeah. song, and they're like a hundred kiss party songs, right? Right, right. So I, I'll take the emotional one. I'm gonna go with God gave rock and roll. Okay. Um, just everything about it. I like the soft intro. And it hits it, you know, comes in really hard. The music video kicks major ass. Eric Carr playing his ass off. Vocals. You almost feel like he played on it because he was so convincing in the video. Great vocals. Then they hear Eric's vocal at the end with the acapella part. Gave everyone. It it gives you chills. Like that song truly. And as much of 
is an anthemic song, anthemic song that it is. It's not corny in any way. You could sing it and you yeah. feel it. You know, once again, it hits you in the, you know, the it's gut. It's a very Bob Ezrin production. Like the, yeah, there's yeah. there's a lot of weird prog rock elements to it. That's that's total Bob Ezrin. Yeah, you know. Yeah, well said. I was, was going to add this. Don't you think that this song, like God gave rock and roll to you, has like with after the intro, like everything gets proggy and those. It has so many elements. Super dramatic. Brian Wilson was in the great call. Great call. So now we got my way. Paul Stanley, Desmond Child, the appearance of Desmond, and Bruce Turgeon. Like once again, who are the Bruce? I never heard of this guy before. Never heard him since. Wow, against Domino, which is only Gene Simmons. That's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. Who wants to tackle that one first? Oh. Well, can't oh, go for it, baby. I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. Um, this one, this one ranks up there again as one of Paul's greatest vocals. Yes, in my opinion. But, so hard. Mm. This is a tough one, man. But I'm going with Domino. Uh, just again, it's got everything you want in Gene. It's just got you know, it's got him talking and that really cool. You know, just got that thing. It's got the gene thing, and that we. And it's fun to play. I do know that we played it. You know, a few times today, and it's just. It's, it's got such a great groove too. What do you yeah. call it, Charlie? Um, it, it's because to me it represents the whole American rock and roll, baby. <laughs> rock and roll, baby. Yeah, I gotta stop hanging out with Steve Brown, man. But um, yeah, it's it's not yeah. only like Don't the riff. I think that besides that it's like the coolest looking gene of of that time you know like i i don't know i think that he's more like himself like not yeah. really like that glamorous yeah. thing but he's like the rock and roll the leather you know yeah, the skull and, rings and stuff yeah the skull rings and everything i would take that one and besides that musically it's like it has like this like bluesy rock and roll groove you know swagger yeah swagger did, did he help write this one no uh, it's, it's just Gene. That's a Gene. That's a Gene song. Yeah, it's just and a Gene so song. So I'm gonna go. Domino. Also, I'm gonna go with Domino. And as tough as it is, because my way is real. There is. So my way is hooky as hell. But for that era, it is kind of stock. It's just really good stock. So it's a great song. It fits great on that record. But I'm gonna go back to my original point between. What Unholy did versus Crazy Nights. What Domino did for Kiss was way more important than what, you know, My Way did for that record. Joe? Once again, I... I it's tough. It's tough. tough. I never, you really brought this to light that, you know, these tracks... Track by track, yeah. They're identical it, records. It, like, couldn't it be any tougher than this here. I have a deep love for both of them. But I'm a very... Like emotions, you know, are totally right. I'm a simple like, guy. What creates. do you feel? Yeah. And when I hear my way, it like everything that song stands for is what I'm about. Like mm -hmm. everything about it, the vocals are unreal. That reverb that Nevison uses, like in uh, "Shot in the Dark" with up. Oh, yes, with that's another right. Yeah, that's good call. It's a very like dark sounding reverb, so it kind of adds the emotion with Paul's vocals and, and Bruce's solos. Probably, I think. In my opinion, Bruce's best work is on Crazy Night. Wow, okay. So, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, My Way. So, for me, uh, once again, being a, a ardent Paul fan, when they followed Unholy up with the second single of freaking Domino, I was like, they're going too deep on this. <laughs> but now I know the record, and I'm like, 
Okay, Domino is amazing. From the moment I first heard it, some songs take a while to get into. That one from day one was just like, this is great. And it's, 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 I call it the Gene trilogy of banging underage chicks. It started oh with, God. it started with going blind. <laughs> went to, I'm 93, you're 15 or whatever. Christine's 16, and now she's not, she's not even old enough to vote. Like, Gene, stop. What are you, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? <laughs> Let's see him try I, to write I that now. But, and I love the fact too. Like, and this is like I'm. I love Paul. I love Gene too. But I love the fact that not only was it another Gene song, but in the video, Gene is now taking over the Paul role in "Let's Put the S in Sex" and "Rock Hard," where Paul's in the background, and not only is he in the background, he's playing bass. Oh, that's right. Watch the video. Paul's playing bass as Gene's driving around. You guys are all looking at me crazy. I'm telling you, watch him play bass. You see Paul Stanley playing. How in the f did they that. convince Paul Stanley to play bass and be in the background? They said, just hold this for a second and just kind of play along. We're not filming. The, the, the film. Yeah, no, yeah. Covered no. the red light with tape, duct tape, and they were just like, they must, they must have said, Paul, we don't need you for this shot. Give me the bass. Probably, I'm in the shot. He's probably playing a different song. And then they just so right he's saying, so yeah, you need me. Indeed, you do need to. <laughs> Having said all that, much like what Joe says, the Crazy Nights record, once again, it came out when I was 16 years old, entering my final year of high school. I'm never going to stop. I'm never going to tell myself a lie. It, it makes me almost cry thinking about it. And I wrote a book called No is a Four-Letter Word, and each chapter was kind of a life lesson that I learned. And one of the life lessons, I can't remember which chapter it was, but I would put I put lyrics of songs that fit the vibe of the chapter and one of the ones that is, I'm never going to stop. I'm never going to tell myself a lie, Paul Stanley. That right there is the reason why My Way is my song. I love Domino. Domino's a 9.999 and My Way's a 10 because it made me feel like I can do this. And whenever I was feeling you know, down and out, trying to be a wrestler, trying to get in a band, moving away from home, whatever it was, I'm never going to stop. I'm never going to tell myself a lie. Those lyrics mean something to it's me. It's extremely uplifting. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm glad you're choosing song. it because I don't want to see it go like undefeated. No, no. It's, and once again, and then it, it worked. Yes, it worked. It worked. It worked. And if you guys really I mean, want proof of that, yeah. if you really want to blow your mind, there's a, a YouTube video of Paul Stanley, uh, vocal only of my way. And it, dude, it's really? so high. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but all right, we go to the second side. When your walls come down, Stanley, Mitchell, and Kulik. Is that Adam Mitchell again? He made some money off this record. Uh, versus Heart of Chrome, Paul Stanley, Bob Ezrin, and once again, Vinnie Vincent. I mean, what am I going to say? I love Liar Liar, Set Your Pants on Fire. I know you want it. You know you want it too. But Heart of Chrome. Kitty, kitty. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> when the no walls content. come down, fits Crazy Nights and the time frame perfectly. But Heart of Chrome. How did they not release this as a single? It's better than I just want it. It's better. They didn't play it live. It's better than Take It Off. It's it, dude. It is to me, and that's why I said. I think I even said to you, Kent. Okay, I will do no, no, no with you, but you have to promise me if you do a second song, it's going to be hard to chrome, right? One hundred percent. That's the second thing you said. You said I'll said, do this if he actually told me that. Oh, yeah, I said he's doing. <laughs> We have to sign this. Yeah. We have to sign this piece of paper saying. <laughs> and the thing yeah. about it is, like that vocal is very high, but I have been singing that song since 1992. From the moment it came out, I've been singing it. So out of all the songs we've done, that one to me was the easiest. 
how long did it take you to track it? We never thought you could do it. Literally took me 90 minutes. I think I even texted you. I'm done. And you're done. I'm like, I know. And I'm not even kidding. And we're not putting any, there's no freaking tuning on. It's legit done. Boom, bam. So I'm going with Heart of Chrome, one of the underrated kiss classics of all time. Charlie. I got to go with uh, Heart of Chrome because of, uh, I like the fact that it has a lot of guitar arrangements that are not usually in kiss songs. Besides, they do this like changing, you know, the key of it. First is an A, then they go to oh, E. Interesting. And yeah, and the solo is in, in D. Like, yeah, right. yeah, they make this like slightly little changes that, you know, give this vibe that is totally different. And even makes me think that who played what in this song? Like, yeah. who played, like, Bruce played this? Did Paul play this? And now, you know what? Before anything, I will never know because there's no footage of that song played we'll live. That you I might know. know after this weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. When we right. started recording that and tracking uh, all the rhythm section stuff, uh, Bruce sent me the original demo wow. with no vocals in it. And it was really, really cool because I got to kind of dissect and wow. So just a <laughs> side note there, Bruce was super you know, welcoming and helpful when uh, we did this together. And uh, wasn't sure if I ever shared that with you guys. That's but, very cool. Uh, Those people don't know, Bruce Cook actually played the solo on our version of Hardcore. Yeah. I remember all the before. I was like, "Should we call him? You call him. No, you call him. No, you call him." Hey, Bruce, what are you doing, man? <laughs> One last thing I just want to say about this is I'm, I'm a big fan. I mentioned before of little rhythm parts and guitar parts. I love, love, love the rhythm part in his solo. Down, ticka, 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 down, out, ticka, 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 down, out. Like I could just play that all day. I, I, I can play. Three things on guitar, but I can play that. And I always have been able to just play by myself. So go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to say that hands down, Heart of Chrome. And just a, one thing, not that anyone cares, but my least favorite Kiss song might be up there. You know, when your walls come down. Might oh, be up there. wow. And one of my least favorites. And uh, I love how it starts with Bruce Bruce's uh, riff there. Was it nuts about the, the yeah. chorus? You know, I just you get so crazy when there's no yeah, one around. I, 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 yeah. Compared to everything else on the album, it, it just doesn't do it for me. But uh. I'm going to agree. I got a heart of chrome all the way. No explanation needed. Kills it. Just uh, yeah. Uh, as a drummer, what's really cool about that song too? The very first rip, dun 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 dun. It's if you notice, it's an ascending tom feel. Like a go 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 go. Oh, go. Wow. He's going backwards. Which normally, is, and then the second time he goes down. That's interesting. Yeah, really? Which is a lot of people, you know, they're like, "That's that's different because you got to lead with the left." Nerdy drum stuff. But I just want to compliment you guys because this is coming from Bruce. He told me on the telephone when we first started doing this. I didn't send him any of my tracks. I wanted him to come in clean slate with just the bass and the drums, and he goes. Do they even realize how close they got that? <laughs> how close. Just the two of them. He goes, they lock together. Excellent. And he said, it sounds just like, you know. That's amazing. Wow. That's incredible. So I figured I'd let you guys know. That's that great. did say that. Yeah. Well, hey, how about that's that? Yeah. Well, you know, it's it, there's many aspects of that song. Uh, Heart of Chrome, by, by far, is my, my pick on this one. But the you told me lies about it. The, the bridge Ezra. is cool. Out oh, of left and, field, man. Yeah. We the, did that at, when we did yeah. the video. We did that almost like Bohemian Rhapsody because, yeah. like, this is a Queen part. Yep. And we stacked those parts, and I listened to the parts, and I actually sent that to Eric Singer, and he goes, "Oh man, you uh, throw a high part, throw another high part." <laughs> I'm like, Eric says, throw another high part. Well, can we, we just give a little shout out to Eric for yeah. his playing on this album? Incredible. Like you mentioned, like he really like. Listen, this reminds me. I saw the Stones a few months ago in Atlanta. 
we love Charlie Watts. He is the Stones. But when he died, the show must go on. They got Steve Jordan, who was a bad man. And I'll tell you what, for that game, it huh? kicked Mick and Keith and Ronnie in the ass. It was the best Stones show I've seen. I've been watching them since 97. I feel the same with Kiss. When Eric Singer came in, it changed the dynamic of the band for the better. And this is nothing against Eric Carr, but it's just it was just worked perfectly. 100%. Well, not for nothing. 100%. When Eric Carr got in the band, it changed the dynamic exactly. of the band. So exactly. It's it just it's, it's like a Mack truck joined yeah. the band. Yes. And and it's and then again, you know, it's like just a different Mack truck. Right. In a totally different That's way. It. Same effect. Yeah. Same effect. And the in the live show, you know, you take all those old hits or you know, all that strutter and all that stuff when they did they did it live. Oh, the so much more just kicked everybody. Dude, they were doing double bass during Detroit Rock City. Yeah, it was incredible, man. <laughs> and I, you know, and they let them do it. They wanted that. They wanted that. Yeah, they wanted the power. And, and oh, you hear some of that Kiss Alive Three stuff. You're like, what is he? Yeah, he's, he's going, going crazy. He's, he's bringing. And it, I man. thought about that. I listened to that record the other day. I'm like, man, they're just letting him go. They took him right off the yeah, leash. Yeah, they wanted him to do what he could they do. They clearly wanted him yeah. to, to drive the train. Do your and thing. And I did that tour, and I watched him. But I wasn't until I would listen to Kiss Alive Three and go. And listen to the shit he's doing. <laughs> like, really filling it in. My Great. favorite Kiss Alive, by the way. Kiss Alive 3. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that nuts? Wow. Just a lot of people, that, that's... I gotta go... That's your a, era, I'm, though, man. Whatever you came yeah. in... It's like Paul says, whatever Dude, floor you got on the elevator on. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like I said, 80s Kiss is my kiss. I, I I've argued with Charlie and all the guys hours on end it's an unpopular it's opinion you're always going to get into a fight about it but yeah but it's like, version, my thing i can't version of deuce on alive three let me hear you than any other deuce out there and i know all right let's go to the next uh, second probably there's full of piss and vinegar they're all pumped up yeah. it, it is they're fired up reason to live paul stanley and my my buddy desmond child uh versus thou shalt not gene simmons and jesse damon from silent reigns once again who the f*** is Jesse Damon and why are you writing songs with Gene Simmons? Johnny Damon. Johnny Damon <laughs> <Yeah>. from the <laughs> PJ, that's, a, that's not an easy call. I'm, 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 Reason to live, thou shall not. I exhaled. I'm like, shit. Reason to live, pretty important song to that record. Agreed. And, you know, that, that's, kind of, that's kind of my theme here. I'm trying to look at the importance as opposed to just more than just the song and the structure and the writing and, the, and what it means to me, but also the importance to the record. But, um, I mean... Thou shall not is pretty it's important. Difficult. It, <laughs> thou shall not is important to revenge because that slot where that song is easily could have been a filler, mm -hmm. and it's not. It's a great song. It what it does is lift that record. It deep in the lineup where you think, all right, maybe most people tune out, but I'm gonna have to go reason to live because it, it's it's just a bigger song. Yeah, it's a, it really is just a bigger song. If you're going for what it was to the record, Reason yeah. to Live is definitely my pick. And not just because it was a single, yeah. but it's, yeah. even if it wasn't what released, it it's a bigger record, song. It a it's a bigger song. Ballad. It's what Paul was looking for when he hired Ron yeah. Nevison. That is 100% yeah. I mean power ballad, and they nailed it. The choruses are huge on that. Good call. And the guitar yeah, solo on there is... You got to give props where sick. props is uh, due here. The Bruce Kulik solo on there again. He, he brought it to the house, and... Uh, with that being said, "Thou Shall Not" is 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 one of the most difficult songs I've ever had to play, and it's not technically it's not hard, but the arrangement is hard. It's the form. So it's I, the so form. "Thou Shall Not." Yes. Yeah, we've been working on that for quite. I give, a... I give props to them for that because that that it is. So, I give them a kick in the ass. It makes for it, me not it props. Makes, it makes me upset. It's so <laughs> difficult. Like, but anyway, so long story short, reason to live just because it was a yeah. freaking massive song for that record, and um, it was like number one for like. 100 weeks on, or something on, 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 on Dial MTV. Yeah. 
once again, the Ron Nevison story we discussed earlier, Paul brought him in because they wanted Crazy Nights to be double platinum. I think it just went platinum. Or, or, yeah, but it went platinum, which is what I think Asylum did. But Reason to Live to me, like you can bag on it all you want, but that is just a great song. And I always say this. Who's bagging a, on it? Well, some people don't like the keyboards in Crazy Nights, right? My, I'm not saying anybody in this room, but my point is a great song is a great song no matter yeah. what the arrangement is. Yeah. Reason to Live if Slayer played it, it'd sound good. If a doo-wop band gathered around a burning garbage can in the Philadelphia <laughs> no, that, street saying it. That's what I mean. Good. It's just a bigger a, song. Yes. And to me, once again, we cannot under understate the partnership of Desmond Child and Paul Stanley in the 80s. Yes, Kiss wasn't as big as they were in the 70s, but they're pretty f big. They're an arena-level band, which is huge yeah. from a band from the 70s that transferred the 80s. And a big part of that was the chemistry between Desmond and Paul. And this, to me, is is top three or four of the Desmond Paul. I, I, I put Heavens on Fire in front of it, and that's it. Uh, I love, love, love this song. And even though Thou Shall Not is amazing and it's fun to play, to me, it's number three on that record behind Unholy, Domino, Thou Shall Not, of the Demon Returning. But it's still not quite as good as those other two, whereas Reason to Live could possibly be the best song in Crazy Nights. Right. So I'm going for Reason to exactly. Live. Exactly. Most important. Uh, reason to Live. And uh, no explanation, uh, just because we're trying to save some time here for us. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Reason to Live, super emotional. Once again, that's me. Yeah. Like, I, I got to feel it. And uh, I love Thou Shall Not. So there you go. Case Charlie. Closed. I used to date this chick like a long time ago. Oh, yeah. And she actually showed me the song. Like, like she showed me how much she loved this song like reason to live you know is and this a shoehorn are we going to a different topic <laughs> um okay. we can discuss this after the podcast <laughs> but um yeah actually i i can have this feeling for you know reason to live because like the arrangement the ballad vibe and everything that about the song i really like it as a song like to listen it as a right. song which is totally different of playing the song. Like of course. If, if we take like playing it, it's like it's very challenging to play Thou Shall Not. Like, you know, the <laughs> rehearsal proved it, right? It's a challenge. But song-wise, I don't know if that word exists, but like song-wise, I'll, I'll take reason to live. I have like, you know, a little bit of emotion and, you know. And I think we have our first unanimous decision. Is that the first? It's the first oh, one. Wow. Yeah. And that's against a great tune, too. Yeah. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, so this is not going to be unanimous. It might be on the other side of the coin. This is now Good Girl Gone Bad. <laughs> Once again, Gene Simmons, Peter Diggins, and David Sigerson. Peter Diggins. What? That tells me that. That's not real. That's not real. That tells me that Diggins and Sigerson brought this song to Gene. He changed the Good Girl Gone Bad from Good Girl Is Bad, and he took a writing credit on it. Uh, that goes against uh, every time I look at you. Paul Stanley and Bob Ezrin. Um, who wants to take this one? I do. Okay, go ahead. Good Girl Gone Bad. Yep. That song is tremendous. Yep. Tremendous. 
I'm with Kills. You. I think we've discussed this. I'm oh, like, that is one of my favorite all time. Gone bad. The melody is just so bad. I, it's it's on my list. Oh, great. great. It's on my list. Good girl gone bad. I, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I'm saying, I love every time I look at you, but they... Uh, great I just song, like that song. See, I t- and to me, like to me, every time I look at you is the worst song in Revenge. I hated the, I hate the opening of it. The chorus is great, but the bam, 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 bam. Obviously, Forever was a huge hit. Let's try and replicate it. Paul thinks it could have been just as big of a song. I don't think so, but I do know this: that Good Girl Gone Bad was at one point thought of as being an actual single from Crazy Nights. They went with they went with the next song instead. But to me. Good girl gone bad. Like I said, I, I would love to do it with, with Singerson to get uh, any massive royalty payments. Sinker Fankelstein. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, what do you think? Good girl gone bad or, or uh, every time I look at you? I think I would give a hug to Peter Diggins, wherever he is, because he, he, he did a great collaboration in that song. And um, represents a lot of what, you know, when you, you see the title of the song, you know, this was written by Gene. By far, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah, wherever Peter Diggins is, I just want to make a shout out. Thank you, buddy, for <laughs> collaborating this, this song. <laughs> Joe, he's probably downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably, he's probably, uh, he's he's signing at midnight. <laughs> he's in enough enough right now. Okay, that's it. All right. Uh, as we get towards the end, okay, this one to me is one of the biggest crimes in history. Turn on the Night, Paul Stanley, and Diane Warren, who is as big of a songwriter as Desmond Child is, and I think her only other song she ever wrote with Paul was You Make Me Rock Hard, which Desmond told me that her and Diane came up with as a joke. Hey, let's write a song called You Make Me Rock Hard, Paul. And Paul said, that's a great title. They said, no, it's terrible. We, no, I love it. We're doing it. So uh, that's Turn on the Night versus Paralyzed, Gene Simmons, and Bob Ezrin. I'll start this one. I love Paralyzed, great riff, but to me, Turn on the Night should have been as big as Living on a Prayer. It is such a catchy song. It is such a great song. Everything about it screams 1987. Everything about it screams huge hit. It was not a hit, and I asked Paul, and he said, because they considered us dinosaurs from the 70s. They didn't want to give us airplay. Turn on the Night, I don't think it even charted. To me, that's another one. Put that on the list, Charlie. Make your list. Make the list, though. <laughs> uh, I would love to do Turn on the Night, uh, and the video is great. And just uh, that song deserves a second chance. On oh, it. it's so good! It's so good. Kent, please, PJ. Sorry, I was just gonna. This thought came to my head, but I, I'm gonna choose that song just because I love that verse melody so much. Yeah, I mean, great. that is one of the greatest. Oh, that's, so that's huge! That is, yeah. That's gigantic. Okay, true three here. I I hated the song for a long time, and I don't know why. I can't <laughs> put my finger on it. It's very slick. Until you, Chris, kind of said, man, go back and listen to it. You you actually told me that. You're like, go back and listen to it and check it out. It should have been a huge song. And mm-hmm. I don't know why I brushed that one under the rug so much, because I go back and listen to it, and I'll be damned if you're not right. It should have been a huge song. But I was the same kid when I first heard it. I was like, this one's super slick. That, that, it, it just, but God, something so about it just turned, turned, turned me off. But then I go back and listen to it, and I'm like... Everything about that song. It's so catchy, man. So, You're right. I got to say, turn on the night. Although I do love Paralyzed and the gritty, dirtiness of it. Right. And the... Anything off revenge, but one, but. Once again, it's 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 number four in the pantheon of these great... Gene went above and beyond on that record. Every song was great. Yeah. Every song was great. Yep, it just, it's just... This, this is turn on the night. I do, I do love it, but turn on the night. I'm going with that. Joe, what do you think? Uh, once again, hands down, turn on the night. 
is, and, I, and a lot of Kiss fans are going to hate on me so bad. <laughs> I'm, Not me. I'm, but I'm going to tell you right now, my favorite Kiss song of all time is Turn on the Night. Really? Really? Wow. Why, have you, why have you never brought this to the table yet? I, I said it last week Jeez. in the chat. I said that song is a masterpiece start to finish. Wow. I am signed, sealed, and delivered in on that one, man. That's Paul and Diane Warren. Amazing melody. That, that, amazing that's, production. That's a stretch, but yeah. Ooh. Oh, dude, it's so great. I could I'd never get sick of that song. It's the one song I can never get sick of. Oh, it, 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 yeah. it I I as long as I'm in this band, I guarantee it will. I'll put I'm gonna put my uh, fire down on Chris, this and tell you. You are the doing. band, so um, that's um, <laughs> right after read my Charlie. Party. Oh we're we're gonna definitely agree on this one, like all of the band, but I gotta say that, you know, we've mentioned the chorus, like the verses and everything. But you know, the pre chorus is really good too that no 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 it's really, really catchy. It's really, really catchy. Wow! Yeah, there's a little, little Zach Wild. Wow! It, yeah, it's, totally. it's like listening to that that song, like the the elements, like really catchy, like the the, the synthesizer. Ironically, and that's, wow. that's my least yeah. favorite part of the song is the pre-chorus. Really? That, no, the pre-chorus. I don't like that melody. I like the verse and the and the chorus. Wow! It's all keyboards, isn't it? <laughs> Whoa! It's, it's like listening to it. I, I don't know. Like I have this feeling of you know, the, remembering the big hair and everything. I, I wasn't diapers back then, but yeah, that's what I. Shit! Oh, but you still had big hair. Yeah. <laughs> on the on the yeah with his moon boots. I'm I've just scrolled through Diane Warren songs. It's like I've heard a few of these songs. I've been scrolling for thirty seconds. I'm only on the letter B. I've heard a few wow. of these songs. I'm on B. That's so many freaking hit songs she's got. So, um, all right. So it gets to the grand finale, and this is not even a, a, an issue here at all. This is one of the all-time Kiss classics, in my opinion, written by Paul Stanley and Vinnie Vincent. I just wanna uh, mm-hmm. versus. Okay, I have to go back. Versus uh, a thief in the night, which is Gene Simmons and Mitch Weissman, which I believe was Good the old, guy that was in day. Beatlemania that also wrote a song on uh, Asylum as well. I Just Wanna is the song I was waiting for on Revenge until I heard it. Because I was like, okay, like I love Heart of Chrome, like we talked about, and, and Take It Off. But when I Just Wanna came on, which, by the way, is a direct ripoff of Summertime Blues. Of course. Think about that ever? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to give myself a home, I'm going to give myself a holla. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, uh, but that is to me when they finally released a video of Paul and it was, I just want which didn't chart and you know, it wasn't even a thing, but the video is very cool. It's all white. Paul has no shirt on jeans in the back. Finally as a Paul guy, dude. But, but when we play that song in our set, it's one of my favorites. And that singing is crazy once again. And in the middle of nowhere, I was really angry at first with that wake up, baby. I remember thinking, I want to edit this part out of the song. I want to get my two ghetto blasters together, combine them, and just that part doesn't fit. It's, it's terrible. Why would that be in there? It kills the vibe of the song. Of course, here we are all these years later, and it's a great part. Very Bob Ezrin-esque and very, very cool song. <laughs> Thief of the Night is fine, but Thief of the Night to me is in the murder and high heels category. It's a yeah. fine last song on the record. Put Gene's thing on there. No one's ever going to care, and that's the way it is. No, I just want it as a strong finish. And for me personally, and I think, I think I was the one who suggested that we put it in the quarantine set list because that was always a highlight. Yeah. On the revenge. Great sing along. Great. Just a great live song. Just perfect. And I mean, the fact that that's the last song. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
Ken, let me ask you a question. What does Paul say when he goes, I want you to sing a word. The word is fuck. This word is whoop. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Whoop. <laughs> you will hear that tomorrow. That oh, yeah. Not in real time. And, 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 I'll, and I'll be looking at Kent when I say it. Yeah, it's, uh, I just want it 100%. I saw it live on the tour, and it just rocks your face off. That's one of those ones that's like, I know it's really high, but just tune it down a bit, yeah, man, and, and just and again, play it on the cruise or something. People again, lose their minds. That being said, if it wasn't, man, any, like, Thief in the Night, I love the melody. It's another one of those songs. Great yeah. song. I'm a sucker for a great melody, and that melody, Gene's locked and loaded full of badass melodies. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a great album. It is a great song. If it was against any other record, I'd yeah. probably say Thief, but you're not going to beat I Just Want to. So, I Just Want to. Great soul, and I Just Want to, too. Here you go, Joe. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> I love the gang vocals in Thief in the Night. Oh, yeah. I love how the Thief in the Night. Gang vocals, and it's very strong. Cool song, but I just want to... Dude, if that was any other band like from that era, like Ugly Kid Joe or oh, whoever, that song would have been huge. Yeah. But since it was Kiss... They, they were dinosaurs from the 70s. Yeah, they, they and what, the just once again, the obnoxiousness of I just want to fa. Yeah. I just want to fa-get you. Right. Like, oh, that's pretty <laughs> clever, man. And cool. here's another thing. How much of that did Vinnie Vincent write? Did he come there with, here's the song, and Paul changed it to, you know, I just want to, to I just want to? I don't know. I think there should be a percentage these days. We need to find out. We need to find out the percentage. Oh, when I, when I asked Paul, he said, Let's, we're not going to talk about him on the Revenge Podcast. You guys got to listen to it. We're wow. not going to discuss that guy. Wow. Okay. And the look on his face was, try me with the we're not discussing them. And no I was like, kidding. okay, let's move okay, on. Let's uh, wrap that up. Boom. Wow. Yeah, I just want it for me. And it was funny. It reminded me to, let's talk about Broad Stewart. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I would go with I just want it. But I got to say, I'm not a big fan of the studio version of it. Like that, oh, wow. That, yeah, that part, like when, when the solo comes in, like the guitar solo. I think that they exploited that way more in the live version, like oh, the yeah. rhythm guitars, what the bass does, like da na 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 thing. Sing along too. Yes, yeah. I'm yeah. a big fan of the the live version, which yeah. I actually I paid more attention to it like lately. It was third in the set on the Kiss Alive three. Yeah, yeah. and and now I'm I'm like you know a way bigger fan of the song lately, but of the live version, not. A big fan of the studio one, but I'll go with the song, definitely, by far. All right, so we've reached the end. So uh, last uh, question, which one would you choose uh, as your favorite if you go Revenge versus Crazy Nights? I'll go first. Obviously, it's clear that it's Revenge, and I think might have even surprised some of you here in this room. But I think we made a very good argument because, for one, every song on Revenge that lost to a song on Crazy Nights didn't lose because it was uh, a bad song. There's a couple of bad songs on Crazy Nights. There's no bad songs on Revenge. There's songs that might be less in the playlist compared to whatever song is in the track listings of Crazy Nights. But the, from front to back, Revenge is just a stronger, and again, I'll say it, a more important record to kiss than the, the Crazy, Crazy Nights. Nights. Charlie? I know I've said a, a lot of great things about, you know, liking Crazy Nights, what it means to me and my friends and everything. But if I got to choose, I got to go with Revenge because in this case, I got to choose between, you know, headbanging or, you know, partying and having a good time. And I think that I feel that, you know, I would go just for, I would choose Revenge just for Domino. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest. Good enough. <laughs> Joe. Yeah. 
Considering it lost on the head to head. Once again, right? my unpop- <laughs> <That's right. laughs> very unpopular opinion. I'm going to go with Crazy Nights being, uh, you know, just everything from the album cover to the songs. Like he says, there are some turds on the album. Like when your walls come down, I'm going to. Liar, liar, with your pants on fire. But, but man, that, there's a lot of songs it. on there that hit me right here, and just like you know, take out the keyboards, put them in. I don't give a shit. Great songs, well written. Nothing against Revenge, a phenomenal album. But to me, uh, if I had to pick, and I was on an island, and I could only have one of those records, and it would be Crazy Nights. Can't revenge and uh, to me they sounded it sounds like a cohesive record they sounded like a band mm. like gene was back spot on 100 percent. paul was firing on all cylinders uh-huh. bruce and eric added so much to the band like just in the you know they weren't they just they, it wasn't about the image at that point it was about the music and that record i mean the image was darker and they were black wearing all blacks and stuff like that but man as a whole that record just kicks me right in the face every time i put it on and with that being said also that we're not touch. I liked Carnival of Souls after that. I thought it was dark. So I thought it was dark. A lot of people don't like it. It's a whole other podcast. Exactly. We just analyze the album. That'll be the next quarantine one. Yeah, because you go from Revenge to Carnival, and it's it's you know they were trying to do the grunge thing, and it just got dark. It's just not a great Kiss record. It's a great record, but not a great Kiss record. Anyway, Revenge. So all and so I'll say I've said this for years that Revenge is my favorite kiss studio record of any era it is like you said it was focused it was the return of bob ezrin the return of gene simmons it's amazing i will say this though crazy nights wins the most improved for me over the last five or the last two or three years after no 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 i went back and said if i like this gene song no 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 that i dismissed for 30 odd years let me go back and listen to this girl gone bad hell on high water uh you know thief of the night even but it was paul's record Seven tunes are Paul's, four are Gene's. So Revenge is my favorite Kiss Studio record, but Crazy Nights has now beat Asylum as my second favorite. And it's also made me realize there is a whole gold mine of songs for Quarantine to cover. <laughs> so uh, both records are great. I'm going with Revenge, but we will delve more into Crazy Nights, I feel, than we will into into Revenge in the future. Yeah, for the record, ironically, for me, uh, Crazy Nights is my f- second favorite non-makeup Kiss record. Behind Revenge. Absolutely. That's why we did this. That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. All right, guys. It's great to play with you. I can't wait to do the show tomorrow. And right now, we got to go watch some Ace Friendly Guitar. Let's go, Curly. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, finish it off with something in Spanish. Uh, bueno, gracias a todos por ser aquí seguidores de Chris Jericho y Quarantine aquí en el podcast Talk is Jericho. Y muchísimas gracias por invitarme, mi querido. Y ya saben, amigos, tomen pisco que hace bien a la salud. Y Budweiser. Adiós, muchachos. Uh, you got that right. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let's do it all together. Hold on. Ready when the cue comes. You, you got, got that, that right. right. Oh, yeah. We love you. Let me tell you something, people. You have made us feel awesome tonight.